This is a download from MFR. The 80s Rewind again with Paul Stevenson and Gino Conti. <laughs> I'm going to go and work with Andy Bell because he's got any eyebrows. That's what I need in my life. An eyebrowless man. Shoe. What are you doing down there? I was trying to steal it and go to get a Cheese and rice. Ah, do you know something? I'll get a tag from something? some monster from the deep then. It was actually ice cream times. Ding, 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 ding. I've got kids at one moment. I'm going, shut up, I'm trying to get my mate's attention. I've no flakes left. <laughs> the 80s Rewind again with Paul Stevenson and Gino Conti. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the 80s Rewind again with myself, Paul Stevenson from uh, MFR2's 80s Rewind show. And alongside me, as always, finally managed to get him in the studio, is Mr. MFR Breakfast, Gino Conte. Great to see you all 80s fans. I hope you've been keeping it 80s. We have. We certainly have. Big apologies, first of all, for the, the massive delay in getting this uh, episode It's all Paul's fault, I'm sorry. It's Paul's fault. I'd like to apologise on your behalf. Excuse me, what? I'd like to apologise on your behalf. Well, to be fair, it's kind of a mix of the both of us. I mean, it's been yeah. a very busy period. I mean, busy I, lives. I, I was just writing down the stuff that's happened since the last episode. Now, we started off with uh, you uh, were broadcasting from London with none other than Dr. Fox, Neil Dr. Fox. Dr. Neil Fox. Fox How yeah. 80s was How he? How good was that? Coming into work on his massive Harley Davidson, <laughs> right? Having a right glow about him like he was born near Chernobyl. What a guy, because nice. he's tan, he's quite tan. And he brought you a little gift as well. He brought me croissants. How nice is that? I love him. I kissed him in the mouth. Okay, yeah, we also went down to London for an awards ceremony where we ended up sharing a room. We did. Less you, said about that, the better. We, well, Hello, we, there was three of us in that room. Yeah. And there was only two beds. And yeah. I woke up with a sore back. Yeah. It's a mattress. Just leave it there. Just leave it there. Right. Uh, I've been away. I've been in Hamburg. Boys you have. Weekend, that That's right. Luckily, I only just managed to get back. But I uh, got married. Yeah, you got married, did well, you? That was last, oh, no, last, was last oh, year. Last, last year. year. Yeah, it was last yeah. July, yeah. Yeah, you've moved house, though. I moved house. That's, That's what I've done. Enough. I yeah, knew it was something. That's, that's it, yeah. Was it flooded house. your bathroom or something like that? Well, yeah. technically, it was a leak. A leak. It was human right. error by the yeah. builders, but that's been fixed. Got a new carpet done today. Finally got that fixed, yeah. And plus, I got an aerial put in last night. How exciting. But what the good thing is about the last six weeks having a house with no aerial, I've just been watching 80s movies. <laughs> like decent, Back to the Future decent. trilogy and that. You've also yeah. had the family up, Big Enzo Baby. Big Enzo Baby, yeah. yeah. And guess what's happening today? Uh-oh, what? My brother's coming up. No way. He's decided to move to the Highlands. He's going to live with me in the north of Scotland. My word. He's going to change his life. That's amazing. That yeah. is actually pretty cool. So he's coming up yeah. today. I'm picking him up after this, actually. Wow. Well, actually, you took him to Rock Nest, didn't you? Well, speaking of Rock Nest, yeah. you put a picture of yourself up in that big 80s star. You know the guy out of the house, Martin? Is that Norman Cook? Yeah, Norman Cook. I yeah, met yeah. Norman Cook. What's he up to these days? Uh, well, AKA he's Fat Boy Slim nowadays. Fat boy who, he's, he's DJing. Slim, slim Fat What? He's doing DJing. I don't D- think. What's, what's that mean? Well, in the 80s, it wasn't really a DJ. It was like, show, show me your breasts and I'll play you a song. I'll play you Rick Astley. Let me see. Wow, look at those. <laughs> like two Rubik's Cubes. I could ah, solve them. He is and obviously a big man. Yeah, but, yeah. but Norman Cook, House Martins originally, and then because he was a bass, bass player in House yeah, Martins, yeah, I think. Yeah. And then he went on to become this sort of uh, this phenomenon now, this DJ, Fat Boy Slim. So was, uh, it, was, it, was it Beats International? But yeah, that's right, he, did, he got yeah, involved yeah. in that, and then from that, be good to me, uh, yeah. and now he's uh, obviously Rock Ness is a festival that he first headlined, yeah, and yeah. he's been back, what, three, four times over the last eight years. Right. So it's good to see him. But it was funny because uh, I didn't think I'd get a photo with him, but it was like, hey, do you know, you want a photo? I was like, I'm no bother, Norm. <laughs> and I got to call him Norm and that. And then someone walked hey, up and he was like, oh, fat boy. So I was the only person that got to call him Norm. It was like being in cheers. It was Aww, great. Where everybody so there you go. That's our name. apologies out of the way. That's the reasons why and we've not been able to get in the studio. Quite the same. Are you okay? Hello? You and I go where people He's not changed. He's not people changed. are all the same. You and I go where He's everybody gonna knows into it. your name. So I was thinking the theme of you okay, you're over there. You're right. Yeah. I, just, I actually thought I was in a bar in Boston right now. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Instead of a little square box with blue walls and like really, really strong neon fluorescent. These blue things. walls make us feel like we're sort of like James Cameron researching Avatar 2 <laughs> and his wee submarine that. I'm going to find the Titanic. Crikey. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, and before we move you any further, what? Any f- I've got you a present. Oh my God. Seriously. Got you a present. I've got you nothing. And it's not one of these stupid I love 90s mugs or anything like that. What, what, that was a mistake. Yeah, whatever. You, that was Christmas whatever. time. You still bringing that up. Whatever. I got you a t shirt. Now, I know how much you like ET. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> get away. Hey, look at There you go. There you go. I'm handing it over the what? desk. It's black. No, turn it around. Turn it around. <laughs> ET phone him. <laughs> it's a Scottish version. <laughs> and instead of the moon, it's like a old tiry looking thing. Can do. I put it on? Of course you can. Right, okay, hold on, picture, hold on. Hold on, I'll get my phone out. I'll take Have you got any sort of music? Any? Uh, why don't we use the gallery music from Heart to Heart? Okay. Here we go. Remember. Uh, there da, we go. Da, 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 see, more from that. <laughs> hold it. on, I'll just take my headphones off. 
Hold on, give me camera. Hey, whoa! You're stripping, Jesus! People, Titch is looking through the window at you now. <laughs> he's shaking his he's head. He's got no idea what's going he's on. He's probably thinking, look at that body. He wants to shave me. Ah. Well done, Stan. Give us a big smile. Hey. Do another one. That's another one. You have to like stretch it. Uh, stretch it so you can actually see what it says. This is pretty cool. So you like my present then? It's a lot better than the present. I love it. Anyway, you got ready. Photo. Fantastic. I love my t-shirt. Look. E.T. Fiend. <laughs> Heem. Is he oh, alive? Have, have you still got him in the cupboard at home? Um, well, I thought I thought I had. Um, oh. But we'll mark up the boxes to move house and we had like kitchen glasses. Oh, we no. had like the chandeliers. I don't like the sound of this. Um, so the towels and the sort of duvet sets and uh, I mistakenly lost them. I lost E.T. You know when you move out, sometimes you, you put stuff marked for tip because obviously you. you well, that's stuff. what I think I've done. You've not, have you? I think I set them to New oh, Start no. Highland. Oh. Because when you go down, <laughs> when you go down to the dump, they've got like timber there, glass there, refuge there, and then it was like New Start Highland had a couple of boxes of books, and I thought oh, I'll give them to people that can't afford books. And I think ET's maybe some. Some child has got some yeah. books that probably children shouldn't be I reading if you're What's happened is, you know, and some, um, some mums went, Mom, my kid needs to read more. So the guy next to Amazon went, Hey, new baller, we've got a few boxes. Some boy, they moved to go donate some boxes. <laughs> and then they've opened up the box and, and he's come out going, Ugh. Do you know what I mean? He's done all that. So, so, miss you, ET, miss you, pal. Miss you. Back maybe, to maybe he'll download this. You never know. He might download it and then find it. Well, he does. He downloads it through his speaking spell. <laughs> he puts his speaking spell down on the carpet and he opens it up and then he attaches a circular saw and then he has a, a coat hanger and some clothesline wire and then. Oh. Just, uh, uh. Did you keep that with him? You haven't got that at your house and he's like completely. Well, it was stranded. on his wee rucksack. That's all right. And he's still got his sheet with, with his two eyes cut out. <laughs> yeah, but his bike's knackered. No, he needs a new chain. <laughs> I love my t shirt. It's a bit. This is a, this is a small medium. It's a small. Sorry. It's a small medium. Well, look, I've got t um, breasts. I've got man boobs. Look. It's, it, look. It makes me look more muscular than I am. I'm glad you like it, though. Look. A, I, a, I do good presents. That's a good present. Beautiful present. Can I just say it's a bit tight and because it's black, it's a bit warm. Sorry. Look, I, I don't want to move. Will you stop complaining. But it's, it's a beautiful like present. I love nineties or present. I hate Italians or anything. I mean, I it's it, a look. nice T-shirt. Look, oh. you're feeling yourself now. That's. Oh. Uh -oh. I can cut uh -oh. Out. Better move on and tell everyone what's yep. coming up in the uh, what is coming podcast. up. What is coming up? In oh, episode in fact, do you want me to do it? No, in fact, you do it. You do it. I'll let you do it. Go on. I'm I sure you've got loads of notes over there. I actually don't know what's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> right, cool. what's coming up? What have we got today? What's coming up? We've got Howard Jones oh, interview. What is love anyway? Indeed. We've also got Denise Pearson from Five Star. Rain or shine. <laughs> That's what the weather's like. What? Denise Pearson here. This is Five Star weather. What's the weather in Scotland like today? Rain or shine. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Speaking of which, I actually thought of that today when I was driving into work. I was driving down from the north. I've been staying up north for a couple of days. And uh, stupid Keswick Bridge. Uh, anyway, yeah. um, someone had to pull over because when I left, it was glorious sunshine. Half yeah. an hour down the road, started raining. Someone with a soft top. I mean, you're in Scotland, for crying out loud. Why have you got your soft top down? Can woman I... had to pull over really quickly. You yeah. can see her frantically pressing the buttons. <laughs> can I just do something? Right. <laughs> see, that's what you get here. Well, check me out my soft top. And then rain or shine. That's 20 what minutes later, it's chucking it yeah, down. Welcome happens. to Scotland, love. We've also got the geek, the best geek in the whole world my friend the geek he is the geek I find him to be quite unique he's not a freak I love the geek my word you've changed your tune and that oh, is a very good jingle because what I've done was come up from the top of your head just just now do you want me to do it again yeah go for it can you remember it he is the geek he's unique he's not a freak I love the geek because nice. what happened was nice. um, like, like myself geek and I have got lots in common yeah. we're both quite short we're yeah. both quite hairy um, we both haven't been with lots of women um, we've both obviously got married uh, we both like the same things, Star Trek, Star Wars, things yep. like that. Uh, and also as well, recently what I've done is I've tried to get to know the geek a little bit better. So I've been stalking his Facebook page. Oh, uh, this sometimes, doesn't sound good. Um, no, I've been stalking his Facebook page and I've just f found to love him a little bit more because he recently went on holiday and he went to, mm. went to Sorrento in Italy. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he still doesn't have much love for you though. If anyone from the old uh, what have I done to 80s the Rewind Again Facebook girl see that. He's posting. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, it hurt my feelings. Yeah. Hurt my feelings. And, you know. Is it time to make a truce? Because you have been a bit mean to him in the past on the podcast. Uh, hold on. How you doing? Wait. Hold on. Don't punch his pile at me, pal. Don't go. Look, you you crucify him. Do you know I mean? Don't wash your hands with no, me. No, Tom. Just You've saying. Been negative I have. Towards a geek. I have, and I've made up with a geek. So I'm saying, do you want to make up with a geek here on episode 11? Because in the geek. past, you have been a bit mean to the boy. I love you, geek, and uh, as a sort of um, thank you from myself, 
to you and your beautiful wife, Sarah. What we're going to do is, on the 80s Rewind Again Facebook page today, we're going to upload that fantastic 80s tune, which reminds you of the time that you spent in Italy and Sorrento. Save your love, my darling, yeah, save your love. That's my real father. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Had a, dad had to anything. get Big Enzo baby had to get a paternity test. And the doctor's like, sorry, Big Enzo baby, but Renato's Gino's father. <gasps> dun, and, dun, dun. and that was just after he passed. That was a lot for me to deal with. I bet it was. No wonder I lost ET. <laughs> You've got musical family. With uh, Joe Dolce being your uncle as well. He's second cousin. Se- second yeah, cousin, it's sorry. not my uncle. It's not my uncle. Okay, cool. Yeah, second so, cousin. So yeah, we've got the gig back. He's got um, part two of his kids' programmes of the 80s. He Brilliant. His kids oh, he does. He's 80s, a big kid himself. He? Certainly is. But no, and under no oh. circumstances can that be edited out of context to say he loves kids, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the law. You can't do that. That's the law. And that would not associate with anybody from the 80s at all, that sort of However, thing. Jimmy Savile, that's a different story altogether. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> He's dead. He's in, dead. in Paul's opinion, that was in Paul's opinion. <laughs> He told me to say that. And we've also got the 80s big quiz, Gino's big oh, quiz too. Oh, I love the big quiz. How did I get on last time? I did all right last time, did I not? You did. Uh, 1983 was it last yeah. time. Yeah, you got 9 out of 15. That's pretty good. That's my yeah. best. Is that my best? You know, 11 no, out of 15 11 out of 15. Best, yeah. Just running down, you've got TV themes, you've got 11 out of 15. 1983 was 9 out of 15. Cover song, 7 out of 15. And New Romantics, 5 out of 15. Now, looking at the patterns, you've, you've finished on an odd number each time. So you're either going to get 3 out of 15 or 13 out of 15. That's the only ones left, I'm thinking. And to be honest with you, this time round... I think you're going to do really well. I've been quite kind to you this time. Okay? What's that about? It's about the 80s in fives because of Denise from Five Star. See what I did there? See what I did there? Was that good? Yeah, it doesn't really help because it's going to be random stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's all yeah, sort of yeah. with a, like number five? Yeah, kind of. Number five? Yeah. Is that I kind of squeezed five into a question and basically left it at that. That's the only thing that. you tend to squeeze in these days, I believe. Hello. So, yeah, let's kick off with uh, wonderful. Oh, before I even get that before, part. Before, what, 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 what? I've got something I want to say before we kick off. Here we go. Um, what? Who's the what? Uh, lead singer of the Foreigner, Lou Lou Graham. Yeah, I just want to say congratulations to Lou Graham, who this week, in fact, just the other day, got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Lou Graham for Foreigner. We want to know what love is. We do. We'd also like to know what that feels like. It's true. Being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Girl. And oh, also, yeah. happy birthday today yep. of the oh, day of oh. recording, Nick Van Eed from Cutting Crew. Oh, former guest on yeah. the show. Yeah. Fifty-five years today, and on my show this morning, I played. Oh, I just died in my arms tonight. Which reminds me of the time I worked in a bar, and uh-huh. one of the one of the guys that came uh-huh. in. What do you call someone that occupies a bar? A, a it, drinker. Yeah. Yeah, one of the drinkers patron. that came in. Patron. Yeah. One of the patrons yeah. came in and stuff, and he said he used to get go for a bottle of wine on a Saturday afternoon. And one day he was just sitting over a bottle of wine. And he used to bring in his old Chris Chris Christopherson movies and we'd watch them <laughs> and stuff because it was day there. <laughs> and he'd sit there drinking wine. Stevie's name was chugging it back, chugging it back. And one day he just went, do you know? <laughs> Right, and what? he went down like that. Really, and he actually passed away instantly. Seriously, th- th- yeah, through a heart attack. Right, and the pub was called um, the Golden Arms. So when I had to phone the ambulance, I said, <laughs> "He just died in the arms tonight." That's a true story. Oh, I fell into that one. That's then. a I true story. It's amazing. I feel sad. Let's have a. Can we just have a, a couple of seconds of a silence for Steve? In fact, let's play some uh, Dire Straits. Just stick that in there. Brothers in Arms, yeah. yeah. I could have brought my guitar in and done it myself. In fact, do you want me to go get the boss's guitar from his room? No, no, it's all good, it's all good. I could get it if you want. No, it's fine. It's all good. E-sharp. Speaking of strange pub stories, yeah. I worked in a pub when I was about 17. Glass oh, collecting. That's illegal. Glass collecting. I wasn't oh, right, drinking. Yeah, sorry, Glass okay. collecting, like serving in the restaurant, that sort of stuff. I mean, did you get but this, it? Is, this, is, got... this is probably slightly dodgy. Right. Remember the times. It was slightly different back then. People got away with different stuff. We never had uh, a very technical alarm system. In fact, there wasn't an alarm system. <laughs> and the locks weren't the greatest. So do you know what I used to get paid to do on a Friday and Saturday night? Sleep in the pub. <laughs> I tell you, this is a true story. I used to lay there. We had the TV, we had the pool table, darts and all that. We'd just run of the place. I'd invite my friends around. We'd have like three or four of us in there playing pool just through the night. And then the, the boss would come at like 10 in the morning and unlock the door and let us out. It's tremendous. You're, do you know what, what you are? Do you know what you were back then? Uh-uh. You were like a human guard dog. I was, yes. I was ready to pounce. To be fair, if anyone would have broken in, I'd have hid. I mean, I was only like two foot tall and... One stone wet through at that age. You're still quite... You like pouncing now and again. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen you. I've seen you. I've left work when right. it gets a bit dark and yeah. here's Paul in a bush with his infrared vision glasses. You're not supposed to tell people about that. And he's spaded his bit of rope and he's gaffer tape. You're not supposed to tell people about that. Oh, sorry, sorry. Was that a secret? I told, yeah, I told, told, I'll get, I'll get okay. it. Okay. I just thought you were a big Bear Girls fan. 
I am. Love Bear Grylls. Love Bear Grylls. Well, moving on, moving on. Howard Jones then. Um, he's well, a massive, the... massive superstar. I remember putting up on Facebook um, and Twitter and things like that saying I was going to interview Howard Jones. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Kate Lorimer got in touch with me on Twitter. Um, I don't know if you fancy Hi, following Kate. Kate. Hi, yeah, Kate. it's at what Kate does. Um, she said this. Always liked Howard Jones songs, though I do think maybe some of them needed subtitling with that 80s-tastic dialect of his. That's a fair point. Yeah, That's a fair point. Yeah. When you think of his big song, you sang it as soon as I mentioned his name. What is what love? What is love? And the then... opening line to that, I always think you could probably come up with fifty-five different versions. You know what I mean? Well, even the line after when he says "What is love?" <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> Anyway, so I thought I'd take the little bit off the start. This is the yeah. first bit, okay. and because you're so good at telling us what the actual lyrics are, I thought I'd play it to you. Tell okay. me, can you tell us what this lyric is? You ready? No, I thought it was, I love you whether you roll of tulip me. Right, go and you ready? One more time, one more time, ready. I love you whether or not you love me. Bing, 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 correct. Thank you. Do you want it in Urdu? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> but do you see what I mean? You could come up with maybe 20 or 30 different no, versions of that. Because I actually thought it says, I... Uh, I love Stu whether or not you make it. I thought that's what you maybe said. Oh, okay. Well, let's have one more time. One more time. I love you whether or not you love me. See? <laughs> I love the whether or not you make it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, could be anything. But anyway, he was a massive artist. Obviously, he did uh, Live Aid, played at Live he Aid. He did, yeah. And he had fantastic 80s hair, let's not oh, forget. Massive 80s hair. Yeah. Massive 80s hair. And he's such a nice guy to chat with as well. So here we go. This is my interview with Howard Jones. Just taking you back to the very early days then, um, it's pretty w- widely known that you worked in a factory during the day and at night time you were playing live and writing your songs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit more about that time? How were you feeling that sort of time? Um, well, I'd, I'd done um, two and a half years at... Uh, music college in Manchester, and and realised that actually it was it was pop music that I really wanted to do. So I, I quit college, <coughs> and just got the first job that anybody um, offered me, which was um, working in a cling film factory. <laughs> so I used that to kind of you know um, earn money, and then worked um, you know making demos during the evening, and then and then you know doing gigs three or four a week. And um, and and then I I also had sixty piano students as well that I used to teach. So. Um, it was really quite, you know, um, a busy time. Mm. And then kind of from that early period came New Song, which you kind of built up, progressed as it went along, and it's pretty much become the <laughs> Howen Jones anthem, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was the first single, and it was, it was, it was really, uh, in, in a way, I always call it my uh, manifesto, because mm. it, it kind of, it, it was, it's not like a, a sort of a typical pop song, in, in a sense, it, it's a bit about, it's kind of uh, quite philosophical, and, uh, you know, encourages people to kind of... Um, believe in themselves and go out and and really do what they really want to do with their life and 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 realize that you know you can do that if you if you if you keep going and you work hard and you you believe in yourself you know so so that's what that song's about really and you're kind of you epitomize that all yourself don't you obviously having worked in the factory and built everything up and strive to get your dream and then you work yeah. so hard to get a foothold in the industry and then all of a sudden the song comes out and it goes massive doesn't it top five here in the uk yeah yes yes that's right um that's right. It got to another three, I think, in the UK, mm. and um, it took a very long time to get there. I think it was about twelve weeks, but um, but you know, it gradually it gradually got there. And then when the album came out, you know, it went to another one, and um, yeah, so it had been a long time coming. But when it when it finally when you know I finally got a chance, it kind of exploded. It's a silly question as well, but it, it must have been such a great feeling knowing that all that hard work and effort that you had put in has just paid off. Yeah, I mean, it is very, yeah, it is. Uh, and, uh, and it helps you then to kind of keep, uh, to keep going then and realise, you know, that, that it is possible. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but for me, it was very important to tell other people that that's mm. possible as well. Because, you know, I was, you know, I was working on, an, on the uh, factory floor. And, but my dream was, you know, to be, you know, to be in studios and on stage and doing music. Excellent, and it kind of followed on from that point was What Is Love, and that was your highest chart topper to date, and it's, it's not just a traditional kind of love song, is it? You get questioning love and romance and all that sort of stuff. It yeah. kind of looks at it from a different angle. Yeah, it was, it was, it's a questioning song, um, uh, you know, saying, you know, it's, it's questioning the idea of, of, of romantic love being the answer to everything, really. And it, it um, you know, I mean, you know, from my 
from my from my perspective, it was always that you know you've got to be if you want a relationship to work, you've got to be really quite strong yourself, and you can't be uh, relying on the other person or leaning on the other person the whole time because it eventually will become too much for the other person. So you've got to be kind of strong. Two, the both people have got to be strong together, um, and it, you know it's just exploring those those those, those ideas really. Without a doubt, one of the happiest men of the 80s. Songs all kind of on a positive note, and that's what people brand at you all the time. Is that where you are as a songwriter and as a person itself, kind of glass half full rather than half empty? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, I try to be as positive as possible. I mean, I, 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 I recognise uh, within myself a huge, huge capacity to be, to be cynical. Mm. Um, and, and so I, I think, you know, quite early on in my in my 20s, I, I, I realized that. And I realized that I didn't want that side of me to win, you know. Um, so that's what, what, when I decided that, you know, my work would be, um, you, know, tr- on the, you know, on the positive side. And that I, I wasn't going to dwell uh, on, 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 you know, uh, the negative aspect of life. And, you know, that's what I've, I've always tried to do. But I think it's very important to acknowledge it but you know, with um, but with my work, I want to sort of promote, you know, a positive outlook because I always, you know, hopeful attitude always helps moving forward. Indeed, yeah, certainly does. It's, it's one of the things as well because when you look back at the eighties, the first thing that grabs you is kind of the bright colours, the big hair, flamboyance. But <laughs> it, it was it was a dark time socially, wasn't it, for many people? And there's a dark edge in music as well. But you did really well to resist that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I mean, I you know, I was very aware of the of, of you know, quite a. Um, a depressing, um, you know, feeling in uh, society, and and quite a lot of, of pop bands, and you know, were, you know, quite um, quite depressed. Mm. But I, I I didn't I didn't want to follow that. You know, um, I, I I just I actually wanted to fight against that. So you know, that's what I did. And I took a lot of flack for that. You know, from from the uh, music press and stuff like that. Well, that's fine. That's what you get when you do that. And obviously, keeping on the, uh, the positive theme as well, uh, following on from uh, your first album, Like to Get to Know You Well came out, and that carried the motto on the sleeve dedicated to the original spirit of the Olympic Games as well. well whose idea was that? Where did that kind of come from? Um, well, I, I, I just, I, I, you know, again, I, I, I just thought, you know, I mean, when I was doing gigs, I, I mean, really, it was my reaction to, to, you know, to people feeling very, you know, quite depressed at the mm-hmm. time. And... I think that, you know, I've always believed that if we want to create uh, a more harmonious society and a, and a more peaceful world, we, we, we have to work on our relationships with each other. And that really is what that song's about. It's like, you know, if, if I can get to know you well, I can understand you more, and then we can be, uh, we can work together more, and we can be friends. And this is, you know, to me, that's, the hardest thing to do often mm. but that's the thing that, that you know is going to change uh, change everything I'd like to touch on Live Aid as well, if you don't mind, Howard. Um, yeah, sure, yeah. Although you got to only perform one song. I mean, what was it like being involved in such a what, massive era-defining moment like that? Um, it was really, it was, it was really amazing. I, I, I was actually on tour in America, um, you know, at the time, and I got my manager to, to phone Bob Geldof and say that I absolutely wanted to be part of it. And, so, and, I, and I wanted to be part of the London show rather than, you know, yeah. the American. So I, I flew back and... And it was just a great, I mean, you know, it was, a, it was a fantastic event to be involved in. It was, it was almost like the first truly global um, event that was linked with technology. And, and it was for such an amazing cause. And people came together to raise money, you know, 100 million quid or whatever mm. it was for um, Ethiopia. And, and it was, you know, and it was a great example of, of what we can do when we decide to to get together and, and, and work together. Um, and I got to meet, you know, loads of people. I met David Bowie and, and um, Princess Diana and, and uh, uh, you know, Phil Collins and, and, and I just hung out with some, um, uh, you know, kind of heroes of mine. And uh, it was amazing, amazing day. 
And you got to play Freddie Mercury's piano as well, which couldn't have been bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, I, you know, it's it's not the best piano in the world, but um, it had a few sort of dodgy notes down the left-hand <laughs> side, <laughs> down the bass end. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, as as I was going on, Phil, Phil Collins had just done a song, and he and he said, "Oh, he said, watch some of those, you know, the low notes down the bass end." So I, I, I did. But yeah, it was great. It was it was. I mean, I mean, for me, the highlight was when when I got to the chorus of Hide and Seek. Um, the whole audience joined mm. in, you know, and yeah. and it was it was one of those moments that you never ever forget. It was like you're being carried by this huge wave of um, of um, well, I can only describe it as, as goodwill, really, you know, and and it sort of sends shivers down me now, even even you know, even thinking about it. So it's it a, a, a privilege to be involved in that. And from one amazing memory to what I'm guessing could be another one. Later on that year, you played the Grammys, didn't you? In a synthesizer showdown. Tell us about that. <laughs> I've, I've never heard it described as that. That's great. That's a great title. <laughs> uh, synthesizer showdown, yeah. Yeah, it was, um, you know, Stevie Wonder and um, Thomas Dolby and, and, and me and Herbie Hancock. And it was the, it was the Grammys. It was the music industry recognising that there was a bit of a change going on, you know, yeah, and like yeah. electronic music was starting to be taken seriously and so they decided to you know to give a tribute to some of the people who had sort of pioneered um you know this new this new wave of, of synths and and, and and were actually working in the pop world you know and not just in kind mm. of um you know sort of some uh, eclectic sideshow so um and it was amazing you know hanging out with uh, stevie wonder in the studio when we were preparing the track and i jammed with him and hang out with him and it was just amazing experience really you know and I'm, I'm, I, it's great watching back that clip and uh, <laughs> you know it's pretty wild really and it, yeah. I, I think it did it did actually um, send out quite a big message to everyone really as well about mm. keyboards and synths and stuff I just always remember you having the biggest smile on your face all the way through that oh yeah moments. yeah absolutely I feel <laughs> like you know how did I um, how did I end up here <laughs> Brilliant, what a legend, what a legend. They'll be playing well, at uh, the Rewind Festival, I think, which I've managed to score as backstage passes oh, for. I can't wait for that. How good is that, eh? It's going to be just like being back in 1986. VIP, backstage passes, not even paying for parking. See? How good? Can I just How say? Good am I? Can How I just good say? am I? You're very good, but if I hadn't told you to drop my name, <laughs> do you know it would never happen? I had to drop your name. I was going to say, me and Gino were coming, and I thought, no, I'll never get tickets. So it's just like, I'm coming along with my producer. Sorry, sorry. You can what? carry my equipment. That's all right. My name carries weight here. Not with the. I, I had to. I had to. Just, sorry, mate. Really, so I had to drop it. Maybe he's the guy his wife I slept with. <laughs> in my ra- crazy days, my crazy eighty days. You're gonna say in your rapey days, then? I was gonna. Well, well, come right, on, no. I, I, I tell you what. Sorry, what? Some, if we're gonna label somebody today, hey, what? After your hey, sort what? Your your hi hi. <laughs> I don't know who that is, <laughs> just but they're waving, they're waving back. <laughs> We're Paul's studio, I was just explained to you, it's actually looks onto the reception window and some wife waving a really horrible green top. She had like sort of beagle. I'm just download this. She just waved back at me because I waved at her. She just waved back to me. She just waved back at me. <laughs> That's very nice of you to wave. Yeah. That's a friendly, kind thing to do. Maybe they're waving because there's a fire. No, we're all right. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, she's actually gone through to the on-air studio, which what? is slightly worrying. You've probably just upset a, a celebrity or something. There you go. So yeah, that was uh, Howard Jones. What a legend. A very nice man indeed. And we'll catch him at Rewind Festival and we're backstage schmoozing with all the stars there. I tell you. That's what we'll do. Schmooze. And don't worry about Schmooze. the fact, you know how people get worried when they get tickets for things. Don't worry if you lose them because we'll just drop my name backstage. Bouncers will be fine. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Right, let's hear from uh, everyone's favourite geek. He gets still still gets truckloads of don't panties everyone, and stuff. What? Don't see everyone's favourite geek. All right, okay. The one and only oh. geek who I love. Save your you love, my geek. Save your love. Are you wanting something from the boy? Man you sex. Seem to be, oh. No, I don't want anything from him. I just... I just you seem to be overly nice. Can I, I, just I don't say, know what's going on here. I don't know how it works in your house with you and the wife, okay? But, you know, I love people... Where are you going with this? I'm just saying to you, I don't know why you have to... You know, because sometimes you do things, you do favours, you know? Right, okay. You do favours for... Like, for example, my beautiful wife the other night was going to a girl's party. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And she may not have had time to make dinner because they had to take a dish each. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I rustled up some pasta, do you know? You are, eh? Yeah, well, I was listening to Dean Martin, 
Listen, a little wine drinker, me making the pasta. She went to the party and passed it off as ourselves. Shocking. And I got six. Anyway, let's move on. Let's Dave the Geek. He's going to tell us about part two of his favourite kids' TV programmes from the 80s. Hi, it's Dave the Geek back here again, wasting my talents while Genie and Paul get all the credit. Back in episode 8, I look back at the more obscure cartoons of the 80s, and I tease you that I had left the most obvious for another time. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, that time has come. After the success of merchandising for Star Wars, executives realised they could make quite a lot of money from toys, and decided to create a cartoon series around a new toy idea to boost its sales. Prince Adam is the mild-mannered Prince of Eternia. When he holds aloft his magic sword and shouts, I have the power! He is instantly transformed into the shirtless wonder He-Man. But one thing I didn't understand, even as a kid, was how anyone could mix up Prince Adam and He-Man. They look exactly the same, except he has his shirt off and has more of a tan. I mean, if your girlfriend put on fake tan at the weekend, you're not going to be tricked into believing she's someone else. And trust me, that's not an excuse you want to use if you get caught with the wrong lady. I mean, surely you could have come up with a better disguise. Maybe a pair of glasses? He-Man's long-suffering Weight Watchers addicted nemesis was Skeletor, always trying to get his grubby little hands on the power of Grayskull. He's head-to-head with Vader for the title of the most evil mofo in the universe. Silence, you funny fool! I've had it with your whining and bumbling. <laughs> in 1987, He-Man made it to the big screen in Master of the Universe, played by Dolph Lundgren, one of our action heroes from episode 10. In the film, there was no weedy Prince Adam, just the uber-manly He-Man kicking bottom as he was transported to Earth for some pointless reason to meet up with a young Courtney Cox. The film was a commercial failure, but I absolutely love it, even though it's ridiculous and blatantly rips off Star Wars. One thing I'd forgotten about the cartoon series was the cheesy moral at the end of each episode, explaining to the kids at home why the episode was relevant to their lives. It's almost as bad as He-Man's haircut. In today's story, Elena tried taking a magic potion which she thought would help her. Well, she found out there aren't any magic potions. And you know what? There aren't any magic drugs either. Anytime you take one from anybody but your parents or your doctor, you're taking a very big chance. You're gambling with your health, maybe even your life. Drugs don't make your problems go away. They just create more. Another massive 80s cartoon that started out as a toy line was Transformers, Robots in Disguise. For the two people in the world that might not know, the Transformers were an alien race of robots that could transform into vehicles who fled to Earth. The righteous and honourable Autobots led by Optimus Prime fought a never-ending war against the maniacal Megatron and his evil Decepticons. In 1986, Transformers the movie was released with an odd selection of stars providing voices for the movie. Orson Welles played Unicron, Star Trek's Leonard Nimoy was Galvatron, Judd Nelson of Breakfast Club fame played Hot Rod, and even Eric Idle managed to get involved. The movie even dared to kill off Optimus Prime for the first many times. One shall stand, one shall fall. In 2007, Michael Bay made a live-action version of Transformers and later two sequels, with another one in the works, borrowing heavily from the original Gen 1 Transformers. I do like the films, but for me, the original series and the animated movie are far superior. In 1978, Superman the Movie was released and reintroduced the idea of the superhero, which gave rise to British parodies such as Supergram, Banana Man and Super Ted in the 80s. Super Ted was created by Mike Young for his son to help him overcome his fear of the dark. Originally, he was a bear from the woods who was also afraid of the dark, but Mother Nature gave him a magic word which gave him superpowers and transformed him into Super Ted. This is a story about an ordinary teddy bear. When he was made, they found something wrong with him and threw him away like a piece of rubbish into an old dark storeroom. Then... From outer space, a spotty man brought him to life with his cosmic dust. He took him to a magic cloud where Mother Nature gave him special powers. That bear became Super Ted. Mike was determined to keep Super Ted Welsh and set up an animation company with his wife to produce the series locally in Welsh. A year later, it was dubbed into English. The series later went on to win numerous awards, including the 1987 BAFTA for Best Animation. 
Now, I've done some in-depth research and I can reveal that I have learned Super Ted's super special magic word. And in a world's exclusive for 80s Rewind again, for the first time ever, I'm going to reveal it. It's... Banana Man was a parody of the Man of Steel and originally appeared in Nutty as the back page strip in 1980, but later went on to appear in The Dandy and the Beano. In 1983, the BBC made it into a cartoon series featuring the voices of the goodies. The episodes were only five minutes long, but they were excellent. This is 29 Acacia Road, and this is Eric, the schoolboy who leads an amazing double life. For when Eric eats a banana, an amazing transformation occurs. Banana Man, ever alert for the call to action. The Thundercats were a group of cat-like people forced to leave their planet of Thundero when it blew up. Again, remind you of a certain red and blue hero? They land on a planet called Third Earth, which is basically our Earth, but a bit more mystical. Their leader, Lionel, uses the power of the Sword of Omens to fight the evil menace, Mumra, who is a kind of skeleton knockoff, really. Thundercats became popular again in the mid-2000s when the logo became popular on clothing, which led to a renewed interest in the DVDs. As 20 and 30-somethings like me got all misty-eyed for the nostalgia of their youth wasting the front of the TV. It was rumoured that there was going to be a feature-length movie based on the original Thundercats, but that may have been replaced by the rebooted cartoon series in 2011. But the less said about that, the better. That sums up my look at the most popular cartoons of the 80s. Did I miss any out? Let me know via our Facebook page, 80s Rewind Again. But remember, 80s Rewind Again is just for fun. Make sure you stay safe. Both ways before crossing the street, don't run your scissors, and never, ever, under any circumstances, go near to your car. That's it from me. Keep it 80s and keep it geeky. There he is, Dave the Geek with more kids TV programs. I love kids TV. And he's he's complimentary to you on the end of it as well, as always. So that's going to change, though. What? This is going to change. Well, once he listens to this podcast back, I'm hoping that he'll he'll see that the olive olive branch has been extended, the white flag's gone up. You've 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 calmed. I've not seen tensions between the boys. I've not seen him for a while, but I was telling you, I was driving through town. And I was driving through Inverness <laughs> and I was stopped at the lights and I was like, just being cool, because it happens. And uh, I just looked over and he's sitting on the steps just at the shopping centre. I was like, that's bloody, what's his name? That's David DeGee. <laughs> that's bloody so, Watson. <laughs> just like, I know, I just had him happen to look. And um, he was just sitting there and he sort of had headphones and his iPod and whatever it was, half in, and he was on his phone and then his rucksack and things. And I was like, Dave, 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 Dave. Do you drive one of them cars up the wacky races? I've got a multi horn. I've got a multi horn. So I got to my seventh bloody, what was it? It was actually ice cream chimes. Ding, 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 I've got kids at one window. I'm going, shut up, I'm trying to get my mate's attention. I've new flakes left. So he's still, and I just went, ah, I went. Turned off my, my, my tune, right? <laughs> and I just went, Oi, geek! And he was like, ding! <laughs> He's like a dog with a stick. And I was like, ah. And I waved him in. He gave me the finger. No. He flipped me the bird. That's got to change. I'm going to speak to the geek. You two, you two need to become friends. And because I've been sitting for so long trying to catch his attention, my battery ran out. <laughs> and everyone's behind you giving it the... But I still love him. Oh, because oh. of that, I still love him. It's amazing. It's a true story, kids. Can't believe you put up with it. Anyway, this is the 80s Rewind Again podcast. I'm just reminding myself where I am because... That's uh, Paul and I'm Gino and we love you. We certainly do. And if you do fancy following us on Facebook, we've been a bit, um, I don't know, a bit... We've let you down a little bit on Facebook in recent weeks as well. With all the busyness going on, we've, we've failed to, to bring you many updates. But we're getting better. We've put a few more things up yeah. there again. And if you like your quizzes and stuff, we throw the quizzes up there. Like your mate, Tony Barker, he just gets them all the time. What's he's it? good. He's very good, Tony Barker. Yeah. He's very good. We need, we need some people to get in there ahead of him. So if you listen to this, get yourselves on Facebook and just do the quizzes before him. Because that boy's good. But Tony, boy's good. we love you, mate. We're just going to make them even harder. Maybe do a special Tony-only quiz. Tony-only quiz. Quiz. Tony quiz, only quiz. quiz, quiz, Tony only quiz. Every time I see Tony Barker and post something on the the 80s Room and Again Facebook page, you know what I think about Tony Danza. Remember that American actor guy? <laughs> hey, does he, he look, look like him? He or? was like a porn star, but he was actually, a, you know, he was a porn star, but he was warm to family TV. He was always doing the 80s TV movies and stuff in American TV. Nice. Yeah, Tony. Good. Hey, I'm Tony Danza. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what sort of name is Danza? What does that mean? No idea. No idea. Anyway, on to uh, the second interview of the podcast then, and it's a lovely lady, 45. She turned. Just she's hot. She's still ago. hot. She still is. Rain yeah. or shine. 
<laughs> she was always the kind of the front singer, wasn't she? I think she was. she, she the was, youngest, or she was definitely she, one of the youngest. She was one of the, the youngest. Yeah. She was the sort of, in a sense, how you had the sort of Jacksons, and you had like Jacko was a sort of the front, yeah, yeah. the front kid, and same with the sort of the way it worked with the Osmonds as well, yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah. and the Bee Gees. There was always like you know there was Morris, Robin, and Barry, but it was always Barry that was at the sort of yeah. forefront. Uh, Denise, Denise was the was, sort of face yeah. of, of Five Star. She sang and, shine, and, and I used to fancy her. I oh, think my yeah. first penal tingle came. From the video to do with Rain or Shine. Lovely. Thanks for that information. Uh, yeah, so as we've been saying, Denise Pearson is the lady. She's uh, back. She's got some new music. She talks about touring with the Jacksons just uh, start of this year. She was on tour with them. Um, she talks all about Five Star and chocolate and the 80s and all that sort of stuff as well. So here's the interview with Denise from Five Star. A member of one of the biggest pop groups of the mid to late 80s with a string of 12 top 20 hits, Brit Award winners, glamorous costumes and inch-perfect dance routines. Welcome to the show, the lovely Denise Pearson from Five Star. Hey Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing well, what about yourself? Fantastic, thanks. Just good in the uh, studio recording uh, for the new album actually. Ah, very good. I was going to say, before we get on to Five Star in the 80s and whatnot, I'd like to talk to you about your latest single. Yeah. Um, came out maybe a month or two ago. We've played a couple of times on the show in the past, but it's great to speak to you about it. It's called Close to Nowhere. And I must admit, when I first heard it, it blew me away because your vocals oh. are still as brilliantly powerful and sultry as they ever sounded. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. And thanks for the support. Um, yeah, it was uh, recorded on a, written, actually, on a writer's retreat in Gothenburg. And um, we thought it would be uh, the perfect single to, to put out um, off of the album. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's very contemporary sounding as well. It starts off quite quietly, but it's, it's got a very contemporary edge to it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I love it because it's, it's, it's new and it's fresh. Um, we recorded the uh, video in Dubai and had a lot of fun doing ah. that. But uh, yeah, it's a wonderful song. I don't really care about their conversations You're all the inspiration I need You've also had a busy year as well promoting your new music, but you've also been supporting the Jacksons on their UK tour. Oh, God. I mean, how was that? Oh, that was absolutely amazing. I the Unity was, yeah. tour. Oh, my God. I was there in rehearsals. We were eating dinner together. And, you know, <laughs> it's like brothers. My, my, it, they were like family. Absolutely wonderful, amazing out of this world experience. Did you know the guys before the tour? Um, we met him, met them once or twice in um, in Los Angeles when we lived out there. And, and you know, we went and recorded an album over there. Actually, mm. the Shine Five Star Shine album. Uh, but yeah, we met them here and there, but uh, this was official. Now let's go back to the 80s, and you guys were seen as the UK's answer to the Jacksons, the kind of family group, the sharp moves, great dancers. Did that kind of add any pressure to you guys in the early days? No, I think um, we're all young, we're all teenagers, and uh, we had our dad as our guide, uh, guiding us, and I guess we all did what was um, best for the group, you know, we did what we were told, mm. and we, uh, yeah, we just went with uh, with everything and, and did what we knew. Did you enjoy recording the first album, being in there for Luxury of Life, obviously getting in the studio and putting on the vocals and all that kind of stuff? Did, oh. did it feel like a dream come true? Yeah, it was absolutely amazing, especially when, um, oh, well, Tony Lex. Blackburn used to play uh, All Fall Down and Let Me Be The One and we had great support from the radio stations and when, you know, hearing our stuff on the radio and, was, and being a teenager and still in school was just absolutely <laughs> amazing. It must have been. I mean, the first few singles from there kind of went top 20 and then all of a sudden Systematic came out and yeah. that was it, boom. Was it got to number three in the charts? I mean, it, must have, it all took off from that point then, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all we were thinking about was making loads of money and going to America <laughs> and meeting Michael Jackson and buying loads of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I like the chocolate bit, that's good. <laughs> um, and the success kind of really did just build on from there, didn't it? I mean, you, you got yeah. success in the US at that point and then the next album came out, Silk and Steel, and that was number one and sold over a million copies. And yeah. you, you were probably just thinking how many bars of chocolate you could buy with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we were sponsored by Cadbury's actually for oh, the Crunchy yeah. Tour. Well, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a dream come true too. I was in heaven. I'm sure it was. But um, the success was absolutely amazing um, to, to share that with my my whole family, you know, brothers and sisters, mum and dad, uh, going to America and meeting Don Cornelius uh, Soul Train mm. and doing uh, Solid Gold. And, you know, uh, it was just amazing, absolutely amazing being out in the States. How was it being so close to the family? Because obviously some, sometimes family members bicker and things like that, but you were kind of working with your family all the time and, yeah. and you were travelling a lot, obviously, and 
you and life as a musician is very difficult, isn't it? Because you are you're either performing or you're interviewing or you're promoing or you're in the yeah. studio, or you're practicing, you dance moves, all that uh, kind of stuff. How, how was tensions at that time? Um, it, it, it was okay. It was okay. It was just like living together. But we just we got together for rehearsals and we got together when we needed to to learn the harmonies for the song. I I did the harmonies. Does. Doris did the <laughs> choreography and Stead uh, designed most of the costumes. So we all kind of just, it, it, it was great. We were all busy and we were getting famous and seeing people at the gates and it was it was wonderful. And what do you remember about the recording of Silk and Steel? Because obviously yeah. coming off the back of a big album, you're probably in the studio and you're thinking this is going to have to be really big to carry, kind of carry on that momentum. Yeah, you know, Paul, I, I, didn't, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think all I was thinking about was um, how not chocolate again? It, no, no, not chocolate. <laughs> I, was, I think it was diets by that time. We were <laughs> dieting, and uh, but the, the next look, uh, makeup, mm. and what I was going to do with my makeup and my my outfits and stuff. So uh, no, I, I don't think we were thinking about that. I think maybe my dad was more thinking about that, or or uh, Doris instead, the, the older two. But mm. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I was just enjoying the ride. <laughs> Denise, now, yep. you mentioned just before the song that, that you talked a bit about the visual elements of it all as well and the diets and things like that. Yep. But the, the, the visual medium of video kind of came well as well, didn't it, with all the choreographed dances and the look and everything like that. Did, mm. did you enjoy the whole MTV kind of experience? Yeah, MTV was wicked. <laughs> I mean, and do those dance routines and being being different. The one I always like to think out of the box, and mm. I, I like that we were the ones out there doing the dance routines with the um, sequins on. You know, so it's it's a new it's a, it was an all different act that you were seeing when you saw Five Star. So I li- I, I like that we stand, we stood out. And you, do you still manage to get the, the same kind of dance moves into the routines nowadays when you perform? Yeah, yeah, you, you've absolutely. all got it all nailed down. Yeah, yeah, wow. we, yeah. Um, this time, uh, yeah, we're, we're still doing the dance routines. <laughs> 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 I think that was all part of the act. I mean, when you see Five Star, you're going to expect that was fifty fifty percent of it, and the, and the singing was the other fifty percent. Mm. So I think to get one hundred percent one hundred percent performance from Five Star, you have to see the dancing and and hear the singing. Excellent. Loves her chocolate. Eh? Certainly does. Being her shang. She buys chocolate. <laughs> she certainly does. Doesn't look like she loves chocolate though. No, no, she's certainly got, taking she's, care of herself. She is definitely, definitely taking care of herself. Maybe what she's doing is she's getting that that chocolate that you can melt down. And she rubs herself with it. Because you can do that in relationships. If you feel so you got a safe word. Right, okay. Safe word, yeah. Safe word. Yeah. I don't want to know anymore. I really don't. My safe word really? is oh, it, even though it's two words, oh, but it. I hyphenate it. My safe word is American football. <laughs> Just so if you blurt that out, that means like that's the big stop button. Is I, it the feel big like, I feel no like more. I'm in danger. I feel like I'm in danger. <laughs> Do you have to say that much? Don't answer that. I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Stop, 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 stop. That is Denise Pearson from the lovely Five Star. Rain She'll be shine. at uh, the Falkirk here and now. Yeah. In just a, a week or so's time, actually. She'll be there. We'll be there. I tell you what. <laughs> rain or shine, the show will go on. It certainly will. Also, that one is Midjo and Carol Decker and Paul Young. So that's another fantastic show. I'm looking forward Falkirk. to meeting Midjo. Falkirk. Because I did interview Major a few years ago and I um, made a loop of one of their tunes, one of their Ultravox tunes, mm-hmm. I can't what tune it was. So I had this instrumental bed running for the interview and we spoke for about 12 minutes. And uh, at the end of the interview, when we came off air, he says, was that such and such, whatever uh, Ultravox tune it was? And I was like, yeah. He goes, where did you get the instrumental? I says, oh, I just put it together myself, Eddie. Because that's great, like, well done, sir. So Major said to me, <laughs> and then he says, look, I need to get a taxi. Do you want to share it with me? And we wrote a song. Really? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. And we saved some of the children in Somalia because all yeah, the pirates, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not really getting a lot of funding. So mm. we wrote a song and then we did Somali Aid. Somali Aid. It wasn't a concert. Som- no. Uh, it was a, it was a, like, wasn't a li- as well known. Sorry? It wasn't as well known as. What? Didn't really take off. What well, I said to him, let's not, you've done the concert thing with Geldof yeah, and that. Yeah. Let's do all something time. else. So what we did was we came up with a drink called Somali Aid. Carry on, carry on, go for it. And it was actually, I'm in, I'm in. it was basically lemonade uh, made from Somali lemons. So it's called, I was like, Somali Excellent. And where's that sold? 
I've never seen it. In Som- Somalia. Oh, right. Doesn't really sell that well. I was going to say, yeah, you're yeah. raising money for a country selling it in the country that hasn't got much money to start with. Well, to be fair, I was new to the game. <laughs> I can see why it failed. Oh, it didn't do too well. I'm not going to say failed because that's just nasty. Somali aid. Somali aid. Get yourself some. Can you get it online? For fizz, it's the biz. That's what was our slogan. You should be in marketing, I tell you. Anyway, time for the big one. Do you want the big one just now? No, 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 please. We've had enough of that today. Had enough of that already. What's wrong with you today? It's the heat. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with you? She's over there with that tight T-shirt on. It's very tight. I feel like Jimmy Somerville. Look how tight it is. You can see... Do you ever think Jimmy Somerville and Alison Moye accidentally at birth had their voices swapped at some point? It could have been, yeah. Jimmy Somerville. I've always thought that. Yeah, the Goes really high. Yeah, and then you've got Alf who's quite low. Because but Alison Moy, before she ever used to record a tune, and this is true as well, uh, she used to always smoke a woodbine without the filter. And nice. then she'd go, Love Lady Street, <laughs> from your heart. Yeah, so Studio B, you've got her giving it. <laughs> you've got her giving it. <laughs> I ride through blind every time. She's doing that, right? And Jimmy Silver's next to her and going, ah, Baby! <laughs> My heart is for laughing and it's for you. And the producer was controlling both studio. He's Thinking, like, what the Where's this coming from? Where's this coming from? What's that No street from you home. Oh, my word. Anyway. No wonder what's his name that used to play keyboards, Vince Clark, moved to Asia. Oh, don't blame Do you know what I mean? Don't. He said, I'm not going to sit with and listen to any more singing from a woman that's got the voice of some sort of black man that used to live in a plantation. I'm going to go and work with Andy Bell because he's got any eyebrows. That's what I need in my life. An eyebrowless man. That's how it came about. I'm glad I did all these books and research. And what's the point of taking notes? Exactly. Right, quiz time, quiz time. Can we get the music? There we go. Love it. Gino's big quiz music. The 80s and 5s, okay? I love that music. Just to have a quick recap where we are at. I said this earlier on as well. Um, TV themes, you got 11 out of 15. 9 out of 15 was 1983. 7 out of 15 was cover songs. And you know, New Romantics got you 5 out of 15. So, Mr. Conti, are you ready for the 80s and 5s? Born ready. Here we go. Question 1. Easy one. Which group featuring five members had top ten hits in 1989 with the songs I'll Be Loving You Forever, Cover Girl, and Hanging Tough? I'll Be Loving You Forever, Cover Girl, and Hanging Tough. Hanging Tough. And then they asked me that question. Are you tough enough? New kids on the block. N-K-O-T-B. You are correct. A good start. And if you want to know new kids on the block, who was tough enough in the 80s? It was Celeste <laughs> You love Celeste it's, Like I said earlier on in the podcast I think you're going to do well on this I've been kind right. to you I've been kind That's to you anyway, thanks. Question two Stay in my music Fine Young Cannibals Had five top ten hits in the 80s Name three of them One point for each Go and in a language I can understand. That's Roland Gift. That's my impression of Roland Gift. I know, I know. I just need Do you know, know Roland Gift actually speaks oh. like that? I met him in an ASO garage. He walked in and went... <laughs> Fuel for pump for ho 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 and some BNH ho ho go and it's to me and he actually just twitched the face. That's like it's true. It's true. Um, uh, Johnny come home. Yep, that's great. Got to number eight. She drives me crazy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And they also did. Uh, got to number five. <laughs> What the heck? Suspicious Minds. Suspicious Minds got to number eight as well. Congratulations, all three. So but can four I just say, so far. although I love Roland Gift, okay, the best cover of Suspicious Minds was by the king of rock and roll, okay? We can go together. Uh, yeah, suspicious. Hey, mamas, this is Elvis talking to you from beyond the grave, mama. I'm up in Elvis heaven and I'm eating myself some burgers. And I just want to say that if it wasn't for my little heart attack and all those medicines I've been taking, I told you, Jacko, I told you, you're going down the same route as me. I'd still be alive in Hades. Thank you very much. Wow. That was Did you Did, did you amazing. get... I got up an epiphany. That was like an epiphany. Not Tiffany, what? but an epiphany. An epiphany, that's what we'll call it, because it happened, it was all about 80s. Wow. I heard the king speak to me from beyond the grave. Yeah, that was good. It was a... That was great. Epiphany. Really good, great. Yeah, the other two of their top five hits were Ever Fallen In Love and uh, Good Thing. See, four out of four so far. Question three. Wet, Wet, Wet also had five top ten hits in the 80s. Plenty more in the 90s and stuff. Can you name the one song of theirs that got to number one, though, in the 80s? Mm, oh, my God, that's, that's actually quite tough. Mm. What got to number one in the 80s for the Wets? Mm. They only had one number one in the 80s. Their massive number one was obviously Lovers All Around from the 90s. That's but right. What was, it, 80s? what was their 80s number one hit? That's what I need to know. 
Former guest on the show, of course, Mr. Marty Pello. Marty Pello. Yeah, and actually, you know that feature we do called In the Wild of Kim Wild, <laughs> where we get celebrities to make the noise of an animal and then Kim Wild do it, guess what it is? Yeah. We asked Marty Pello to do that yeah. and he told us to f- it's <laughs> true, it's totally true. Do you know what was funny? I was in the I think it was Tesco the other day and the front page of the Daily Record, he was in the top corner, do you know, they yeah. have like features on people and it was like, Marty Pello, how I've mellowed. I'm thinking, I too right you have, as if. Anyway. But I think really what they do in the Daily Record, they try and rhyme everything. Oh. So Marty Pello, how I've mellowed. Yeah. You know? If it'd been Howard Jones, it would have said, Howard Jones loves the new TV show, Game of Thrones. Love it. That's what that would have been. Um, I think it's Starling. Come on. What was their number one in the 80s? What, 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 what was? I think it was... Wishing I was lucky. Wishing I was lucky. That's incorrect, I'm afraid, Mr. <laughs> Gino. It was with a little help from my friends. It was a oh, charity so single. Oh, that's right. They did yeah. the Beatles cover. Oh, my the word. Childline. So you're four out of five so far. Moving on to sport now. Something different. Number four. Bjorn Borg won the 1980s men's Wimbledon tennis final. That was his fifth success in a row at Wimbledon. Then, between 1981 and 1989, five different men won the men's Wimbledon title. <laughs> Can you name three of the men that won Wimbledon in the 80s? One point for each. You know when it comes to Wimbledon? Go. I'll tell you who's always here. Who? Rain or shine? Cliff. Cliff. <laughs> um, right, between 81 and... 89, five different men won it. Tell me. 81-89 McEnroe McEnroe He won it in 81, 83 and 84 Correct Jimmy Connors Jimmy Connors won it in 82 Correct One more One more Pat Cash Pat Cash won it in 87 Correct <laughs> Ding 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 <laughs> Well done <clears throat> The other two to have won it Was Boris Becker in 85, 86 and 89 I was going to say Becker And Stefan Edberg in 88 Because he was one of the youngest 17 he was Becker He was yeah yeah, yeah. Do you know something nowhere, he? he can't serve as quick as he can make love in a cupboard <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> Leave that one there. Uh, Staying with sport, darts massive in the 80s, as proved by the popularity yes. of... Ding, 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 Tell ding, me, wah, wah, which wah. darts player won the World Championships five times in the 80s? Was it Eric Bristol, the crafty Cockney? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, Eric Bristol just... Eric Bristol landed there straight away, right? I'm just trying to think, because that was the, the re- days of the big, you know, the... The pint glass with a handle, the real ale, the fags, the <laughs> rings. I'm trying to think who else was it. There's somebody else. There's somebody else as well. Was it Jockey Wilson? Or was he 70s? Although when Dexys had the Yeah, you will see. That tune. Remember that on top of the pops and the infamous picture of Jockey Wilson instead of Jackie Wilson. Yeah, you will see. Rolling gift again. Maybe it could be that was um Kevin Roland. Come on, who is it? It's either Jockey Wilson or Eric Bristol. Who are you going with? Um, I don't know. The Cockney or the Scott? Who are you going with? Can I toss a coin? Do what you want. Take your time over there, don't worry about it, it's all good. How much money you got in there? I think I've got a hole in my pocket. Oh no. Here we go, right, ready, okay, yeah, okay, here's a nice spin coin, look how shiny that is, here we go. It's a Tails, what does tails. that mean? I never picked. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to pick I'll do it again I'll do it again Right I'll do it again In fact I'm going to spin it round Right okay so who's, okay. Who, who's what uh, Who's what Heads Jockey Wilson Right Tails Eric Bristol Go for it You know I'm going to spin it round oh, You exciting. spin oh. me oh. right Shh. round Let's listen to the coin Spin me round Tails Is Eric Bristol You going with Eric Bristol It's correct Yeah <laughs> It's my lucky coin It's my lucky coin I love my coin I'm going to throw it for the I just swallowed the coin. <coughs> I just swallowed the coin. Will that come That's out? That's a shame. We're going to have to stop the quiz halfway through. You've only got eight. You're so close to getting your record as well. No, we could continue. <laughs> I've had a fight. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. I'm coming. I've swallowed it. You've done the hair flick. Yeah. Right, okay. Oh, that was wonderful. Is that better? That was wonderful. I don't know. I think the coin's still in. Uh, oh, that was wonderful. Can I smoke t- a fag? Right, I'm just going to tuck myself in. Oh, that was actually quite orgasmic, to be honest with you. Coin top, I just can't help myself. Anyway, on to question six. You're eight out of nine so far. You're doing really well, doing really well. Right. I think you'll do well on this one. Of the top five highest grossing films worldwide in the 80s, two of them were from the Star Wars franchise. Second biggest, Return of the Jedi from 1983. Third biggest was The Empire Strikes Back from 1980. What were the other three films that make up the top five biggest grossing films of the 80s? Go! Vader's Lost Ark. Number five, correct. $245 million that raked in. I need two more. I need two more. 
80s, 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 big movies from the 80s, big movies from the 80s. Back to the Future. Incorrect, I'm afraid. One more, I need one more answer from you. E.T. Was that inspired by the T-shirt? I think, remember I did the E.T. feature? Yep. I think that's what it was, 1982, it was the biggest movie. It was the biggest movie of the 80s. $435 million, correct. Cha-ching. Well done, two more, so you're 10 out of 12. The other one was Batman from 89. Oh my word, yeah. wow. Yeah, and that's Fourth the thing. biggest film of the 80s. Huh? When you think back, you think Batman was 90s, because yeah. remember it was, Prince was reborn, he did all the that's soundtrack it. and stuff. But do you remember Jack Nicholson was in that? How you doing, Sparky? Oh Throw God. me the ball, Chief. Throw me the ball. <laughs> Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? The man of every voice. Do you know that Michael Keaton it was. Question seven. Easy peasy one. This will tie you at 11 with your best score so far. Is Number this five. This is no, no, there's another question. All right, okay, okay. Number five is a leading character from what film from 1986? Number five is alive. Input. I need input. I need input. 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 You bloody answer, will you? Uh, do you remember the baddie number five? He had the big laser thing on the shoulder, eh? Yeah. Wow. What's, what's the answer? What's the answer? Just think, number five. Give me the answer. <laughs> Short circuit. Correct. That's 11 out of 13. Question eight. Top five selling computer games of the 80s. I need two of the five. If you get one of them correct, this will be your new highest score. Go. How many do you want? I need two. Two Jets. of the five biggest selling computer games of the 80s. Jet Set Willie. It's not one of them. <laughs> Anger. He's not going to be stuck on 11, is he? Oh, he needs one more, one more. Come on, come on. He's thrown away Jet Set Willy. It's not a good start, it's not a good start. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Dun, 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 dun. Daily Thompson's Decathlon. Have you just said that to me? <laughs> I'm actually still... Because I think Tetris was 91. I think Tetris was the 90s. I was thinking Tetris straight away. That's why I said Jet Set Willie. I was trying to think of the games he used to play. I also thought about Manic Minor, but I'm going to go for Daily Thompson's Decathlon. Daily Thompson's Decathlon. ZX to run, space bar to jump. Is incorrect. Oh, no, he's thrown it away. Oh. Thrown it away. You had it. You had it right there. Do you want the answers? Do you want the answers? The top five selling computer games of the 80s. Number one. Super Mario Brothers. No. Number two, Tetris. <laughs> Number three, Duck Hunt. Number four, Super Mario Land. And number five, Super Mario Brothers 3. I am sad. You are sad. That is oh, unbearable. Uh, uh, I got my shoe. What are you doing down there? I was trying to steal it. And go to go find the shoe. Cheese and rice. Uh, do you know something? I'll get attacked you know from some. Monster from the deep, then. Do you know something? I'm, I'm what? The last time I felt this sad and it felt like my heart had been pulled from my chest through my rib cage, and then thrown away against the wall and splattered against the wall, was when Mickey died in Rocky Three. Oh. When Mickey's like, and he's lying there. Get me and going, he's had no? that. He said that, that bit with Mr. T, uh, and if I had that with Stramas, and Mr. T goes, "Hey, sucker, hey, fool!" and he pushes him away. And then later on, Rocky goes out and he gets his gets his face to play with by Mr. T by Clubber Lang. And um, he goes back in and he goes, Yo, Mick, how you do, Mick? And Mick's like, Rock, rock. And he's trying to breathe in that. And he's like, How did you do it? How the fight? What rap? What round? Oh, the, the third round, Mick, the third round. But Mick doesn't realise that obviously Rocky got beat. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, That's good, son. That's good. And then Rocky realises Mickey's past and he goes, Mick! Mook! Mook! Oh my word. How are we supposed to carry on the podcast? You froze all down. We're all, we're all sad now. I feel real sad. I feel real sad. It's not a good way to end the podcast. Maybe you should turn that Rocky Mickey sad music off as well. Okay. That didn't help. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. Hmm. So. Well, t- to be fair, uh, I'm getting a carpet fit today. That's a positive. I'm getting your ugly. That's, that's, that's fine. Okay. Um, well, thanks for. Ending Sorry the podcast on a happy note. Well, well I just I felt so bad. Well, yeah. It just reminded me of that Rocky yeah. Three. But then again, Rocky Four, you know, oh no, if Rocky Four had on, Apollo dies. And he's training to fight Drago, because Drago's oh like, God. I must break you. What are you trying to do to me? And then Rocky's to going to train him, and he, so he, Rocky's he's like, uh, hey, Apollo, can I be in your wing? And then Apollo says, hey, hey, Stallion, Stallion, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat this wrestling guy, Stallion. 
And then Rocky's throwing the towel and the towel's falling, ding, 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 slow motion towel. And then Apollo gets his like jaw punched through his own brain and he's going down like that. And I'm thinking myself, I'm at the time thinking, oh my God, Apollo's going to hit the deck and he's not going to be able to put his hands down because he's totally minced meat. And then you know, slow motion and that. And then Rocky goes for a drive in his Maserati. There's no easy way out. There's no shortcut home. <laughs> You're already doing that. I'm going to fight this person. I'm going to go to Russia. I'm going to go a beard and I'm going to run up the side of a mountain and shout his name out. Do I go? That's cheering me up about it. I'm motivated now. I'm going to go for a jog later on today in this tight t shirt. Wow. Just that in pants. Thanks for that. Yeah. That was. A great ten minutes of my life I've just spent. Well, I was just trying to make it yeah. more. I went from Good, negative thanks. to positive, and yeah. I thought recently I bought the Rocky box set on Blu-ray. Oh well, there you go. So it's sort of fresh in my mind again because I've been watching it again. Excellent. Right. Well, thank you. So yeah, Gino's big quiz finished on eleven, tied with the TV themes. It's not bad. It's not bad. Could have had a twelve. Could have had a thirteen if you'd have. Are you, are you still feeling a bit sad? Is Tommy just sad? A little bit. Because you know what cheers me up? What sex. <laughs> See, look, see, no! <laughs> Just for five minutes, just for five minutes. No. Just for five no. minutes. Make me no. feel good. No. Right, Thank you very much, Stu. Uh, Gino Conti, episode 11 is all up in the can now. That has been fantastic. Howard Jones. Denise Howard Pearson Jones. from Five Star. Rain or shine. Rain or shine, indeed. Uh, we've also had Dave the Geek on with his uh, I love TV programme. Save your programs. love, my David. Save your love. And hopefully in episode 12, we'll have a bit of love back from the geek. Because you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll listen to, to this and it'll be understanding of the way you're feeling now and the way your feelings have changed towards him. And Here's what we'll do. Oh. For episode 12, mm-hmm. we'll put a survey, because we have been a bit, yeah, with the Facebook page, we're going to up our game a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll put a survey of the top five things you love from about the, the 80s. Oh, and, right. that's what, <laughs> and that's what the feature is. Oh, there you go. It does. Yep. So it's all about the love. things we love. Paul and I, and you and I, what we'll do is, we'll actually record from a sauna where we can sit naked with our man instruments resting against some steamed wood and we can what sit there and do the you? podcast there's a sauna just down do you road. need to see someone like specialist help we can get this arranged well my car needs I'm sure within it. the company we can we can pitch in and get someone no in. I do need to see a specialist in fact I'm seeing a specialist next Tuesday my car's getting MOT I meant more for the brain what's wrong with my brain no nothing nothing at all if you've not noticed so far then you're living life fine thanks Excellent. for the t-shirt no thanks. worries at all I'll, I'll, I'll get a picture up on Facebook with that one I'm going to bring you a, a lovely Present for for next time around. The fact that I've got what oh I could probably no. get, I'll, I'll oh bring no. it. Up. I know what your presents are like. Sounds up in a bear suit, isn't it? No, I'm not going to bring anything like that. Okay, I'll bring your next present. Okay, like a seventies t-shirt, isn't it? No, I'll get your next present. Okay, might not be a t-shirt. <laughs> There you go. If Challenge I do get is a t- flung listen, down. I need a nice if, present if for I do, episode 12. If I do get you a t-shirt, yep. it's not going to be as tight as this one. <laughs> I'm Sorry, have to I cut didn't realise you put on a bit of weight since the last time we've done I'm, the podcast. I've not put on weight. you got me like a small... you got me like a... Me- Honestly, <laughs> this medium is a small... Th- you are like a ha. Touchy, touchy, touchy you. Sorry. Oh, what about a ha getting knighted? I know, yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. Sir, Sir, Sir Morton. Sir Morton. Yeah. Sir Mania, yeah. That's very good. Over in Norway, obviously, not over here, but yeah. Do you know what I find, um, what I have done? They've basically taken how the Norwegian language sounds and made it into music. Because I did holiday, I holiday in Lillehammer, which is in Norway. Oh, yeah. Freezing over there. It's freezing. Yeah. It's cold here. The Winter Olympics over there, there, Do you know what I mean? And this woman was talking to me, and she was talking to me, and she was like, in my brain, I heard, it's weird, like, weird. But they mean music at that now they're sirs we should do the same we should we should we'll do that we'll do that so episode 12 will hopefully not take 17 weeks to uh, bring out next time we'll try and stick to our usual three week deadline yeah. we'll see what we can all do all depends how many days off he takes I take you're the boy that's having family up and houses breaking down and stuff tells you hmm anyway still, still love you. I still love doing this this is my life good, good. this is all I've got that's it for us then. We'll be back with episode 12 some point we soon. Will. Say it, Gino. Say it. Until then, kids, keep it easy. The 80s Rewind again with Paul Stevenson and Gino Conti. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Get more from the North's number one radio station at mfr.co.uk.